There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Whether it was due to not being a fan of the creative direction the company were heading down, wanting to keep their word despite nobody else giving a damn, or not seeing eye to eye with said potential opponent, each of the following wrestlers all refused the chance to work what could have been seriously massive encounters at one point or another. The Fools! I'm Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 wrestlers who refused huge matches. Number 10. The Rock Steers Clear of the Viper Towards the back end of 2019, various WWE stars were beginning to think about what the upcoming WrestleMania 36 card would have in store for them. It's fair to say that Randy Orton in particular had his eyes on something special at the then-latest showcase of the Immortals. Knowing none other than The Rock would be present for the debut edition of Friday Night SmackDown on Fox in early October, Orton felt this was the perfect time to shoot his shot, tweeting out that the pair should settle who the greatest third-generation wrestler is once and for all at Mania 36. It was soon clear the Great One had already had enough of the Viper, referencing the fact they'd already crossed paths at Mania 20, and that their families didn't run for as long as they did just to see Rocky get RKO'd into oblivion in front of a sellout crowd. The lack of substantial follow-up from the Hollywood megastar spoke volumes. He wasn't interested. As far as consolation prizes go, though, facing a returning edge, albeit in front of a crowd of zero, wasn't the worst second choice. Number 9. Mick Foley took retirement too seriously to face the boss Many wrestling fans quite rightly hold WrestleMania X7 up as the absolute finest iteration of WWE's biggest annual event. However, there was very nearly another no-doubt stellar addition to this already stacked card. The match in question would have seen Mick Foley going one-on-one with Mr. McMahon. Despite it very much looking like the former Cactus Jack was set to return from being fired by Vinnie Mac in December 2000 to face the big bad boss at Mania, Foley was hell-bent on sticking to the retirement stipulation that came into play after losing to Triple H at No Way Out. He also didn't think it made any sense for him to return and demand his job back in the storyline, as it was McMahon's company and he had every right to fire whoever he wanted. All in all, Mrs. Foley's baby boy admitted that he perhaps was overthinking the whole thing just a little bit. 
it. These apparent storyline holes ultimately meant that we were forced to witness an old McMahon father-son war, with Foley acting as this special guest ref instead. Which was good, it just wasn't Mick Foley good, was it? Number 8. Shawn Michaels Doesn't Want None For the longest time, it seemed as though Shawn Michaels was set to be the one and only star ever to stay completely true to his word when it came to announcing his official in-ring retirement post-Mania 24. However, few could have blamed the heartbreak kid for rethinking this decision the moment AJ Styles set foot in WWE in 2016. The prospect of seeing a still physically capable HBK come back for one more match against Styles seemed to be too big an opportunity to pass up on. But pass up on it, he did. However, the former TNA man admitted that he understood where the icon was coming from, as he himself would like to stay retired once he calls time on his in-ring career. Perhaps most frustratingly, though, HBK would actually return to action a year before this WWE Now conversation, battling the Brothers of Destruction alongside Triple H in a car crash of a match at Crown Jewel. If only he'd gone with the phenomenal option instead. Number 7. Ric Flair Stays Loyal to the NWA Instead of Facing the Macho Man. In the late 80s, two of the original four horsemen, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, jumped ship from WCW to WWE, then WWF. Around this time, Ric Flair was also reportedly given a chance to come in and work a marquee match for the company. However, the Nature Boy was not interested in working for Vince McMahon due to his fierce loyalty to the NWA. In Flair's own words, No, I just talked to Vince. They wanted me to come and wrestle Randy Savage. But I was just too loyal to the NWA. When you've been the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, how do you just skip out? Everything is a work in pro wrestling except when you are the NWA Champion. And ain't that a fact. Thankfully, Flair would eventually get to throw down with the Macho Man at WrestleMania 8 a few years later, battling over the WWE Championship at the show of shows. But for a time, it looked like this former NWA World Heavyweight Champion was not too keen on playing ball with McMahon. Number 6. Goldberg Laughs Off Working with Chris Jericho after Chris Jericho became WCW's World Television Champion in August 1998, the future Le Champion began to fire shots at then-WCW World Heavyweight Champion Goldberg. He then beat a fake Goldberg after mocking and mimicking the monstrous star's iconic ring entrance. Incensed at Jericho's apparent lack of respect for the current world champion, Goldberg then reportedly let rip at Eric Bischoff and outright refused to face the smaller man in a match. Instead, Goldberg obliterated Jericho with a spear on the ramp to blow the whole thing off. Fast forward to 2003 and the pair would finally lock horns both inside and outside of the ring in WWE. Brawling in the locker room on the back of Y2J hearing Goldberg had been badmouthing him to Kevin Nash and going one-on-one at Bad Blood in a much less anticipated showdown than the one teased all those years ago. Number 5. CM Punk Doesn't Want to Play the Game Coming into WrestleMania 30, CM Punk was well and truly at the end of his tether. The voice of the voiceless had stuck around and played ball for a few years in the wake of his jaw-dropping pipe bomb promo in 2011, mostly due to the fact that he was still hoping to be given the chance to officially main event WrestleMania. Finally, after being pitched yet another grudge match against Triple H for Mania 30, with the real main event seeing Randy Orton and Batista battle for the top belt instead, and also suffering a nasty concussion in the 2014 Royal Rumble match, 
Punk decided to pack up his things and head home. After this, the fans ultimately got behind Daniel Bryan and the leader of the Yes movement would battle the game in place of Punk, later facing the two other Evolution members in the main event for the title too. And the rest, as they say, was history. Number 4. Taz wants no part of a match with the Beast Incarnate Long before he was taking poor souls to Suplex City, Brock Lesnar was bursting onto the WWE scene in a big way during his formative years as a main event caliber commodity. Around this time, WWE Chairman Vince McMahon had something of a brainwave. He had an upcoming show at Madison Square Gardens on the horizon and knew just which star to feed to his next big thing inside of the world-famous arena. A talent who'd witnessed Lesnar's meteoric rise up close from the SmackDown announce desk. And one who hadn't actually performed in a WWE ring for quite some time. Taz. Despite there likely being a big payday coming his way and the promise of the epic showdown being given a nice push coming into the mouth-watering match, Taz simply felt his body couldn't hold up in a bout anymore. Never mind one against a stud like the Beast Incarnate. McMahon reportedly poked fun at Taz for being a terrible businessman in turning down his offer, but you can't blame the former ECW world champion for dodging this Lesnar-shaped bullet. Number 3. Stone Cold Steve Austin Refuses to Do Business with the Hulkster there's a reason Stone Cold Steve Austin stayed at the top of the wrestling industry for as long as he did during his white-hot years as the biggest name in Vince McMahon's company. He knew precisely what he was worth and how to get the best out of his character in any given situation. However, it was Austin's stubbornness when discussing potential opponents, which ultimately led to one of the biggest dream matches in wrestling history being passed up on. As Jim Ross would later note on the Grillin' JR podcast, the bionic redneck simply felt that his and Hulk Hogan's in-ring styles would not mesh together well at the time of the Hulkster's return to the company in 2002. With that in mind, Austin didn't think the pair would have a great match, so he just wasn't interested in putting together a program for the hell of it. Judging from The Rock's eventual clash with Hogan at Mania X8, there's no questioning Austin could have likely made magic with this version of Hogan, but it just wasn't meant to be. Number 2. Stone Cold Steve Austin takes his ball and goes home instead of facing Brock Lesnar Yet while you could argue that at least the potential match with the Hulkster would have been given a substantial build in the lead-up to the showdown, the polar opposite was pitched to the Texas Rattlesnake before a planned loss to a rising star by the name of Brock Lesnar in 2002. Clearly feeling it was the wrong call to lay down for Lesnar in an unadvertised King of the Ring qualifier match on Raw, Austin no-showed the events and would disappear from WWE television until early 2003. Austin has since stated that he loves Lesnar and would happily lay down for him on any day of the week, but he just wanted the company to maximize the money they could make off of such a riveting clash. Which makes all the sense in the world. Number 1. Triple H Says No To A Phenomenal Showdown AJ Styles has not exactly kept the fact that he would like to cross swords with the cerebral assassin on the grandest stage of them all quiet over the last year, frequently confessing his desire to battle the game in various interviews, poking and prodding at him to dust off his excessively large motorcycle and totally rad skull neckerchief for one more round at WrestleMania 37. However, the mind behind NXT simply couldn't find the time to get into proper in-ring condition for the match, despite telling Styles that he would love to throw down with him at some point. Perhaps with Ric Flair's words ringing in his ears about getting closure on his in-ring career via a retirement match in the future, we may eventually see this showdown take place at another show of shows. For now though, trips don't want none. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.